Hello, Gap Year Universe. I'm Julia Rogers. And I'm Margot Brookfield. Welcome to Gap Year Radio, the show that brings you information and inspiration to plan a life-changing Gap Year adventure. Today, you're going to hear from Ivy Jones, a Gap Year alum who spent her time with Thinking Beyond Borders, which is a semester program in Central America, and EcoSwell, a volunteer project in Peru. She also worked with Gap Year counselor Marianne Taylor of Taylor the Gap, who helped her organize her year. So I, Julia, I am familiar with Thinking Beyond Borders. I know that they do semester and year-long gap programs in Latin America and Asia, and they're a very educational program. Mm-hmm. I'm not as familiar with EcoSwell, though, so I'm wondering if you can give us kind of a brief overview of, of both of these organizations and, and what Ivy was, was referring to when she talks about them. Sure, yeah. So Thinking Beyond Borders, as you mentioned, uh, she did their Central America semester, and that's focused on international development and learning more about uh, what goes into international development projects focusing on education and sustainable agriculture. So she was kind of thinking about that when she was with Thinking Beyond Borders. And then later in her year, she transitioned to EcoSwell, which is based on the coast um, of Peru in a little town called Lobitos. And they're actually a surfing-inspired nonprofit. And their mission is to design and develop socio-environmental educational and infrastructure projects with the purpose of guiding the development of vulnerable communities through a path of sustainability. So they do a lot of work around climate justice. They do a lot of work around uh, sustainable use of ecosystems and natural resources and just general like economic development in a sustainable way. So a very, very cool um, opportunity there. Wow, I am not. I was. I had not heard of that program before, but that sounds super impactful. And I know that Thinking Beyond Borders also does a lot of work, from my understanding, with social and environmental justice and such. So, um, sounds like a really meaningful year. I'm excited to hear more about it. Yeah, definitely. It's definitely um, very good projects to consider both of them for anyone interested in in climate justice issues or climate change. Learning more about how these issues issues impact local communities is what Ivy's year was all about. Awesome. Well, thank you all for being here and let's get started. Hi, Ivy. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Excited to be here. Great. So first things first, tell us a little bit about why you decided to take a gap year. Yeah, so um, there were a couple of reasons. Um, so first of all, I kind of wanted to just grow as a person, kind of learn more about myself, kind of gain some confidence, connecting with others, um, that kind of thing. I wanted to see more of the world before jumping into the routine of life and just going straight to college. I kind of wanted to see like what's out there, what my interests were, really were, and just explore while I had the chance before jumping in to real life. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. <laughs> and and so you worked with Marion Taylor, a Gap Year counselor. Her company is called Taylor the Gap. How did you find her and what was it like working with a counselor to help you plan your year? I found her through my high school. Yeah, they, they told me about her. And then, yeah, she was really helpful when planning the Gap Year. I kind of had some goals in mind that I wanted to um, achieve. So I kind of wanted to get immersed in a certain place in another culture explore kind of an interest I have, like for a possible career or something that I'm interested in doing in life. Um, I wanted to use my Spanish and I wanted to do both a group experience um, and then something more independent. So with Marion, she really helped me find exactly the programs that I could do um, and the experiences I could have to kind of 
achieve all those goals and get exactly what I wanted out of my gap year. Nice. So you kind of had these like building blocks of, of an idea and, and the goals to work from. And she kind of helped you match them with the make the pieces all come together. Yeah, huh? exactly. Right on. So tell us what you did with your gap year. And you can kind of go through basically from graduation through the following summer. Okay. As soon as I when I graduated, I went on a trip to Europe with a couple friends. So we went to a small town in um, England called Tynmouth. Um, where one of my friends has family. We went to Barcelona, and we went to Amsterdam. So that was kind of... Fun way to kick off the year. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, kind of a first little experience doing some more independent travel. And then the first gap year program I did um, was called Thinking Beyond Borders, and I did their Latin America gap semester. So what we did was we were in Guatemala for about a month and a half, and then Costa Rica for about a month and a half, and then we finished it off in Washington, D.C. In Guatemala, we were living with host families of women who do weavings, and these were native Mayan women. We were living with them and learning about uh, sustainable agriculture at the same time. Um, So we were working on farms during the day and learning about how they do all that, and we had seminars throughout, so we were talking about these ideas of sustainable agriculture as well, and doing readings about them. And then in Costa Rica, our focus was on education, so we were also doing seminars and readings, um, and focusing on education, as well as working in schools alongside teachers. And then at the end, we went back to Washington, D.C., and Um, got to meet with some cool organizations and talk with some people and kind of synthesize everything we had learned. After that, I went home for a little while, had the holidays with my family. For the second semester, I went to Peru and worked with an NGO called EcoSwell, and their focus is on sustainable development. I was working on a lot of different projects um, related to sustainable development and environmental issues. And my position there was an NGO management intern. So I was kind of helping out with lots of different projects. It was really cool. That's great. And did you travel after Peru as well? I did a little bit of independent travel. I went to Chile for about two weeks. Um, I met up with, with one of my friends from Thinking Beyond Borders who was down there and then did a little bit of hiking and exploring on my own. And then I actually went back to Peru after Chile and explored the Amazon for a little bit. And then I actually stopped back in the town um, of Lobitos where Ecoswell, the NGO, was um, for a couple more weeks because I just missed it and (laughs) wanted to go back for my last time on my gap year. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Um, What a year. And I know that part of Thinking Beyond Borders, uh, their curriculum is kind of a capstone project in D.C. Did you do that? And if so, what was your topic? Yeah, we kind of worked on this project throughout the whole program. And my, my topic was how does development impact culture? So we were doing a lot of interviews of people, both in Guatemala and Costa Rica. And we were looking at how the new development there has influenced the culture there. So in Guatemala, the town we were living in, there's 
been a lot of increase in tourism and um, development has come from that but that to that development has kind of been integrated with the culture so women there are selling their weavings and that's mm -hmm. how they're developing the economy but at the same time they're keeping that culture of like doing those weavings that they've done for centuries so that's really interesting and then but there's also kind of some negative impacts on culture, like they're not speaking the native language Sutuhil as much. So we were kind of looking at the, the impacts of development on culture there. Yeah, that's interesting. It seems that your gap year had a strong environmental theme as well as Spanish immersion, as well as sustainable economic development. So was that a thread that you meant to kind of pull through the whole year or did that kind of unfold as the year was going on? It kind of unfolded a little bit. So, so, Originally, like I just wanted to get immersed in a culture and kind of explore some some of my interests, which at the time I was thinking like I might be interested in science. So I kind of I did this Thinking Round Borders program kind of to get the group experience and the cultural immersion when I first got started. So they like have you read a bunch of books before coming on Thinking Round Borders. Um, so I was starting to learn about like international development and sustainable development. And mm -hmm. so I started really getting more interested in these in these topics. And that's kind of why I chose to go to Ecoswell was because of that interest in sustainable development. And I really wanted to see what that looked like in real life. So, yeah, it kind of developed throughout my gap year, these new interests. Yeah. And um, and I know that um, Ecoswell is based on the coast and it's in a town that's known for surfing and surf culture. So what were what was the day to day life like on that working in, as an intern for that program? And what were you what was yeah, what was the living like and what was your work? We we lived in a, a volunteer house. All the volunteers lived together in the house. We kind of we really lived as sustainably as possible. So I got to learn a lot about like what that looks like to live sustainably so like we had compost all of our plastic like wrappers or anything we had um, we would pack into these into plastic water bottles and we were making what we called eco bricks oh yeah I've heard about that that's cool yeah so yeah we had all these plastic water bottles filled with plastic wrappers and things and you could use these eventually to kind of build structures we also had a composting toilet that we used and all of our cleaning supplies were like handmade and natural so yeah that was really cool to learn about what it looks like to live more sustainably and then we were right by the ocean surfing was big so I would pretty much go surfing every afternoon <laughs> nice <laughs> I'd never surfed before um, but I decided like while I'm here I might as well try to pick it up and learn so yeah that was really rewarding it was really difficult for me but it was really cool to keep going with something really difficult and make progress little by little yeah it's kind of nice to have like a surprising skill that you learn on your gap year you didn't necessarily go into it thinking you'd become a surfer right <laughs> yeah yeah not at all and part of your work was measuring the impact of the surf culture on the greater economy right or was it wasn't that a project that you were working on yeah so um, yeah, that project was called Surfonomics. We were um, interviewing tourists in Lobitos and asking them about why they came and trying to get a sense of the impact that surfing has on the economy in terms of bringing in tourists and them spending money here. Mm. So 
yeah, we wanted to present that data to the municipality of Lobitos to try to get them to conserve the wave breaks there because a problem in Lobitos has been with the increased tourism and the development that has come with that. There have been like new buildings being built near the beach and those buildings have impacted how the wind deposits sand in the ocean and that actually mm. impacts the waves. It's kind of a paradox because like with this increased tourism from surf, from the draw of surfing, that increased development is impacting the waves, could actually damage them and we could actually lose that draw of surfing to Lobitos. So. Wow, that's interesting. So in learning to live sustainably too, um, what what impact has that had back at home? Like, have you have you taken some of those tactics that you learned uh, in Lobitos and carried them on at home? Yeah. Or in, co- so, or in college? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, one thing is I've mainly been eating vegetarian since I've gotten back because of the impact of um, meat production on the environment. Um, Mm. And another thing, I've been trying to use a lot less plastic. Um, Like every time I throw away something of plastic into the trash, I just think that it's going to be washed up on the beach of Lobitos, basically. (laughs) Um, Mm. So yeah, I've been trying to reduce a lot of that plastic consumption. um, And uh, because of that, I've been making some of my own products like um, I've started making my own toothpaste so that, so that I don't have to buy um, toothpaste tubes and stuff like that. So yeah, I'm really trying to um, make sure that my po- my impact on the world is like net positive. Um, so yeah. Yeah, it's really good. I mean, sometimes you have to be exposed to that kind of living in a really intentional way to kind of be able to take back the skills to do it in real life. It's hard to kind of just go from zero to 60 on that stuff. So that's, um, it's nice that you were exposed to it in, in a learning context. And so it, now that you're back at college, what was the adjustment like after your gap time? And how did your gap year inform what you think you might want to study if you've decided? Before I was really only thinking about like chemistry because I had enjoyed those classes in high school, but I hadn't really explored that interest at all. Um, it was just an idea I had. And during my gap year, I got ex- um, exposed to a lot of different ideas of different things I could do um, with my life, like working with this NGO in Peru, meeting people who had studied all these different things. So I became more interested in like international development which is something I'm still considering. Yeah, I feel like I have a lot more ideas of things I could do um, with my life. Yeah, and it's it's hard for, I think, people to imagine at the beginning of their gap year how it's going to impact them in those ways and how much they're going to learn about themselves and the world. Yeah. And a lot of times it's kind of a scary process for people, or at least intimidating, to decide to take a gap year. Uh-huh. Um, um, how, what would you tell a person who's listening who's thinking about taking a gap year but's kind of nervous about doing something that's not yet the most common thing to do? How would you you know talk about your experience in, in that context? Yeah, um, so I actually, I did have like a moment of doubt when I was planning my gap year um, because originally I was signed up for a different Thinking Beyond Borders program. I was signed up for their Asia program and that got canceled. 
And so in that moment, I was really discouraged and I was like doubting whether I should take a gap year at all. But I just continued to think about it and I just thought, what other time in, in my life am I going to have a whole year where I don't really have any adult responsibilities and I can really do whatever I want with it and really get to know myself and explore the world and see what's out there. Yeah, I didn't think there would really be another chance like this. So when you think back to your gap time, is there a day or an anecdote that really illustrates kind of how impactful the experience was? Like a, a day of like amazing learning on Thinking Beyond Borders or a day of, of perfect surf or, or something that wasn't even um, good but was challenging and then kind of turned into a learning experience for you? Yeah, um, there were a lot of amazing days, I guess. The moments where I felt like the most purpose about being on my gap year were the times when I just realized how immersed I was in the culture I was in. So Mm -hmm. um, I'm thinking beyond borders. That would be the moments when I was sitting at the table at dinner with my host mom and we were just talking about our days. That was just a really amazing experience. Sure. And it's so cool to be able to actually use that language that you've just been learning in a classroom to in speaking to your host mother or speaking in an interview subject um, about surfing or whatever. So that's really cool. All of a sudden, it makes all of that hard hard classroom work worth it, I'm sure. And I think it really helped me get a lot more immersed in the culture as well, which was really important to me. Like in Lobitos, um, I was always trying to go out in the town and meet people and talk to them. And I felt like that really gave me a deeper experience. Like I have friends there now who I still keep in contact with. Yeah, so I'm really glad I had that language so that I could connect deeper with people there. Yeah, definitely. And so like in all of your travels, now that you're, you're, I mean, you traveled pretty widely on your gap time, what kind of gear recommendations would you offer? Like what do you think is the most important piece of gear that you had? Travel gear is what I mean. Yeah. Um, Piece of clothing or anything like that. What what would you recommend people don't forget? my most important pieces of gear were a journal and a camera. Every day I tried to journal every night and just write about what had happened during the day. And that's really helped me both to kind of have that um, to look back on as well as to ch- kind of just reflect on my time there while I was there. And I think that was really valuable. Yes, bring a camera, take as many pictures as you can because it's going to go by so fast and you want to have those memories. Yeah, and I love the recommendation of journal, a journal and journaling, because I think that is something that at the moment you're like, I'm experiencing so much or I'm tired or, you know, you don't always feel like you have the time to get it all down. But when you do, it's the best gift you can give yourself, because um, I know that you're, you know, not even a year out from your from your coming home from your gap year. But uh, someone who's like 11 years out from their gap year, I can tell you, I still go back to my journal for my gap time. And I um, am so, so grateful that I have it. Yeah. Well, Ivy, thank you again so much for being here. If you are interested in learning more about Thinking Beyond Borders or Ecoswell, you can find them online. Thinking Beyond Borders is at thinkingbeyondborders.org and Ecoswell Peru is at ecoswell.org. And you can find Gap Year Radio all over the place. We're on Facebook and Instagram at Gap Year Radio. We're online at gapyearradiopodcast.com. And you can always email us at gapyearradio at gmail.com if you have questions or need gap year advice or want to give us some feedback on the show. 
And we'd love for you to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts so that more people can discover the show as well. So Ivy, <laughs> um, we do like to sign off in a foreign language every uh, every episode. So what kind of uh, offering can you give us as far as uh, what have you learned on your gap time as far as saying goodbye creatively? <laughs> yeah, um, I guess. So in Spanish class, you learn to say adios. Mm hmm. In Peru, I found that a lot of people say ciao instead. Right. So ciao. Well, thank you so much for your time, Ivy, and sharing your story. And you guys will be able to see a lot of pictures from Ivy's time that she captured on her camera on um, on our show notes and more information about what she did there as well. So thanks, Ivy. Ciao. For having me. Ciao. <laughs>